on summary of what Hanjin is. So Hanjin started in 1945, and Hanjin Transportation is the mother company of Hanjin Group. And in 1969, we started the first container trucking in Korea. And 1969, March, was also the year that uh, we took over the government-owned Korea Airlines and has become what it is today, Korean Air. In 1983, we started the first coastal shipping services. And this later grew into Hanjin Shipping, which actually doesn't exist anymore, but was number seven in the world before um, it got disbanded. In 1992, Hanjin started the first parcel, the package delivery service in Korea. And this year is actually a 30th anniversary of package um, parcel delivery in Korea as a whole. In this episode of the ICSB Imagine podcast, we have Miss Emily Cho, who is currently the CEO of Korean Air slash Hanjin Group. She was formerly the chief marketing officer for Korean Air and was also the former senior vice president of passenger marketing. Ms. Cho has a bachelor's in communication from the University of Southern California and a global MBA from Seoul National University. Dr. Terabishi chats with Ms. Emily Cho and asks her a few questions regarding her career, the importance of the everyday employee, having a diverse group slash team, and different mindsets to solve problems, as well as teammates to help balance and enhance each other's skill sets. They also touch on recruiting and the next generation and an important question of... Are you happy at your job, career, and life? Stay tuned to learn more. And again, thank you to Miss Emily Cho for taking the time for being on the show. So why don't we why don't we do that? This is just incredible here. So let me get to some questions here, okay, Emily. So let's get to some questions here. Sure. So you're you're now the CEO. So you're kind of basically come every morning, like Monday morning, and you have all these challenges we you know business as usual right that you have to sort out and you have a great team doing it but you're also a ceo you're also in the business of innovating right and 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 innovation is difficult because at the end of the day you'll have to make a decision and the decision sits with you right and knowing this and knowing that you're coming in with different perspectives you studied in the united states uh, you've been in korea longer you you mentioned a little bit earlier you're korean american Right, but you also showed uh, that you're into fashion and you're into design, so you bring that perspective in here, right? You know, my question is very simple. Going through all of this, what always is one of the biggest kind of challenges that you face when you're making these decisions? What is this project that you do that a lot of people, maybe your counterparts, saying, "What is she thinking? This is just absolutely, you know, very difficult. <laughs> Why are we in this business?" Right. So, okay. Um, we, I just want to clarify a little bit about our mm-hmm. our group. So my brother, Walter Cho, he's the chairman of the Hanji Group, and mm-hmm. he's the CEO also of Korean Air. I'm, um, I'm more in charge, directly in charge of Hanjin now, so the logistics part. So just to clarify, I don't want to yep. become a liar. So anyways, anyways, mm-hmm. but um, so, you know, that's a great question. And that's been something I've always been, you know, even before I've, it's, I've, always, I've been more of a, I'm more of a, like a builder, like someone that likes to do new things. And as a marketer, sometimes, you know, is that you have to do things that you haven't done before to be, you know, to be marketable, you know, to become, be, make people interested in you. And I recently, I read two years ago, this book, Loonshots. I don't know if you're f- familiar with it. Um, and the 
the authors there says that, you know, the crazy people, the innovators and the creators, they, you need them, but you also need the regular people, the people that do the everyday routines that maintain the company. And uh, one of the reasons why Steve Jobs, you know, in the beginning, early stages of Apple, the reason why they were going through such a difficult time and he ended up being kicked out is because he was too much into the innovators and he only cultivated the people that were like him. And he totally ignored the actually important, the bigger part of the corporate, of the, of, of any company, the people that are doing their everyday jobs, that have, they're maintaining their um, business. And that really came to me because, um, you know, if I just like people that are like me that try to do new things, you know, we might become very innovative. But like you said, a lot of these projects, we don't really know whether they're going to work out or not. I mean, for now, I've been only showing you the successful ones, actually. But, um, you know, it's these projects are not enough to maintain our company, right? It's not in, it's not generating enough revenue. And they need to be people that are doing the the everyday jobs that we've been doing for 75 years. So I always have to be, become very neutral. You know, I have to maintain my, I have to kind of make two me's, right? The marketer me and the more CEO, actual, you know, leader as a leader and having to make sure our company remains competitive. I have to separate the two me's and make sure that I give equal um, importance to every type of people in our in our in our company, and that's why we ha I have a very very um, very trusted very. He's one of the he's he used to be the in charge of Korean Air Cargo, and he was the one that one of the he is the main reason why Korean Air Cargo is making so much money these days, and he actually came over to Hanjin trucking and he's he's my co-CEO so I give him all, you know I let him do the, the hard stuff the difficult stuff but the important stuff and I get to do the fun um less a little risky but you know he knows that I'm careful so we actually balance each other out and so, I think that's really important good so as a professor I need to I my job is to ask questions and difficult questions so mm -hmm. let me ask you let me ask you a difficult question here and I've been to Korea a lot, and I'm always amazed at the young people, at the, mm -hmm. at the up and coming people that are just absolutely brilliant and smart, right? And how do you recruit these individuals that, that are not your typical, uh, you know, wanting a nine to five job, but they're looking to making a mark, making a difference, <laughs> right? And, and you are an inspiration, I have to say, because you're coming in, just the energy you bring in and from the students and everything, they're just amazed. How do you recruit these individuals that have such energy? What is something that you all do about it? You know, I have to ask you that question because that's our biggest <laughs> You know, just to explain, you guys are probably aware, but, you know, Korea has, like, we, you know, once you get a job in Korea, it's basically a lifetime job. You know, you can't, the company can't restructure easily. It's very difficult to fire anyone. So that's how we've been living. You know, everybody just, they go to a great company and they, you know, stay there until they retire. But with the advent of Coupon, Kakao, and all these, these very, very sexy and successful startups, 
basically they're taking all of our our employees away, giving them better better wages. And you know, if you're a middle level manager in Hanjin, you could basically be a general manager in the startup because you have so much experience. And it's really hard to keep, retain them. And um, you know, I've been you know I've been reading a lot of like Reddit's. And about the whole, you know, the whole, it's a similar situation in the U.S., you know, the whole great movement, people, you know, quitting their jobs. And I think, and I don't think it's different, but in Korea, I think it's, at least at this moment, it's beyond money. I think it's about, it's about having to picture yourself, will I be able to stay in this company? Where do I see myself in this company in 10, in five years? So I always greet our most recent recruits. I just met with them two weeks ago and I tell them, you know, one year from now, right now you're all happy that you just got your job, first job, and I'm sure you're all, you know, in cloud nine. But, you know, one year from now, I want you to seriously look back and look into yourself and really ask yourself, are you happy? You know, are you really happy? Are you enjoying your job? Are you enjoying what you do every day? Are you sure you can continue doing this for the next four years? If you are, you know, please stay with us, you know, and be part of our our, our group, our company. But if you can't, you know, you really have to reflect within yourself because I want you to be happy. I don't want to force you to do a nine to five job because, you know, unhappy people don't do a lot of effective, productive work. And we're still, it's really difficult. I really don't know. So I'm trying, it's, it's difficult. I just I tell them you have to be honest. So listening to you, I have to say, um, and I've been, again, many years in Korea, you are, you are leading the way for womenpreneurs or, or women yeah. in Korea. They, they probably look at you and saying, look at her, you know, her, the way she, the passion and, and the guidance and kind of pushing things in the envelope here. How how do you how do you promote and 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 encourage um, women in Korea to pursue both successful careers but also a life? You know, it's 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 a, how it's a challenge in many cultures. Here we had the big resignation. A lot of women in the United States quit their jobs because they couldn't do both. How, how do you how do you take this? How, what's your reaction to this? Well, you know, actually, there's someone that I actually very I very respect and. I her name doesn't come into my mind right now, but she's the CEO of Market Curly. She's actually a graduate of Wesley. And um, she's a very, very talented, and you know, she made her own company. And looking at her, um, I think, you know, I don't want to go into gender issues, but you're right. It's actually probably it's not easy being a, a woman CEO in every country, but in Korea as well, because um, there's still a very small number of women CEOs and looking at her, she's married. I don't think she has any kids yet, but like, you know, you should ask her. So my answer is you should ask her because she's able to balance work and life while I'm actually single. I don't really plan to be married, get married, but you know, I'm enjoying my own life too. And she's done everything from the scratch and she has, I mean, I've been lucky to have a lot of advantages that most people don't, but she was able to create her own company. And I think she's the real inspiration for women in Korea. And um, her background actually was in consulting. And I think just you have to look 
deep into you know your everyday lives like for me for our marketing department i tell them if you're not the consumer then you can't do marketing you have to be able to look at us to look at hanjin to look at our company from the consumer point of view and i think that's exactly where she found the the unique selling point of market kali like in her daily life she realized as a working person as a working wife and soon to maybe a mother um she needed delivery to come in the morning instead of the evening and that's how market kali became what it is today so so emily last yeah. question before we go and i asked this because you mentioned it and you use your hand a lot so i think you have the italian style in you you use your hand <laughs> yes, a lot yes i do very <laughs> right. right. are you happy yes i am and it shows <laughs> yeah why um, you're enjoying it seems like you're enjoying everything you're doing you know like like i said i'm a passenger i was a passenger person a b2c person you know it was it's not easy but i loved making advertising i started out at an ad agency and i i wanted to do advertising since i was in high school um the only reason i went to college was that i can graduate and work so um and now i'm no longer just doing advertising but you know every day you know sunday evening is one of i actually look forward to mondays and i know not everyone will have the same work ethic as me but you know to be honest i've been lucky because of what my grandfather has done what my dad has done and i don't want to abuse my birthright or what i've been given and i want to do as much for our companies and as much for korea and the us as well as i've been given the opportunity to and i'm very grateful for what i've done so i guess that makes me passionate and that makes me um it's easy for me to do love my job and what i'm doing Emily, it's eight o'clock now. I think sure. we, the the hour flew by. But on behalf of the entire class <laughs> and, and George Washington University, and we would love to have you again at the um, NGW. Uh, consider thank you GW, so much. Consider GW your adopted university. Oh, you can always thank you. come. You can always come. We have we have you can walk everywhere to GW here, and our <laughs> students will gladly take you everywhere. But you are very welcome. To okay, join. I want to uh, one minute. One minute. Yes, Kishan. 30 seconds. Actually, anyway, the, the, the Emily, the, the, you, are, you are very, you are great. Yeah. So actually, no, the, no. you need to read the, some chat in chatting room before you finish. <laughs> yeah. so, so amazing. So then I am expecting the role of a CEO, not only as the entrepreneur, but also as a marketer. For global custom experience, okay. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. You guys are too kind. Um, you guys are too kind. I, you know, I'm actually a communication major, but I, my professors will probably discreetly, you know, <laughs> reject me. But and it's been a while since I've been talking in English, so I've been practicing a lot. But, anyways. Thank you so Excellent. much for being here. No, I, I, I think you're great. I think we need to bring you back soon. Excellent. So <laughs> you can you can come. This is just amazing. The, 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 this is just look. We're getting here. I am a fellow communication major. So happy to see you here. People are saying this is a great uh, talk. You you hit home both with the ideas, but again the passion. You know, the, I call it. 
I call it love. I think I come with the most cheesy word, but I think love is the most powerful word you can think of. When you love what you do and you love the people around you and you love kind of the mission of what you do, it just carries across. And, and I think yeah. that's what you did, you know, and <laughs> thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed it. I hope, I really hope I didn't bore you guys. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good oh, evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned for a quick introduction of Dr. Terabishi and the International Council for Small Business, ICSB. Dr. Ayman L. Terabishi is currently the president and CEO of the International Council for Small Business, ICSB. ICSB it was founded in 1955. It is the oldest and largest nonprofit organization represented in 195 countries that is dedicated to supporting micro, small businesses, and entrepreneurs. Dr. El Terabishi currently holds the deputy chairperson at the Department of Management at the George Washington School of Business. He is the only faculty member in George Washington that lectures in nationally ranked programs. In 2021, he was voted as the best online faculty at the George Washington School of Business. Dr. El Terabishi also held the most outstanding faculty member award for five consecutive years from 2010 to 2015. Remembered as one of his most outstanding achievements, Dr. El Terabishi played a central role in creating and promoting the United Nations Micro, Small, and Medium-Sized Enterprises MSMEs Day. With his novel idea, Dr. El Terabishi managed to work closely with the permanent mission of Argentina to propose a resolution to dedicate a United Nations International Name Day to MSMEs. Approved by the United Nations General Assembly, the proposal was presented by the permanent mission of Argentina and 54 countries. Thus, 5.5 billion people acted as co-signers of this resolution. From that day forward, June 27th has been recognized as the official UN MSME Day. Founded in 1955, the International Council for Small Business, ICSB, was the first international membership organization to promote the growth and development of small businesses worldwide. The organization brings together educators, researchers, policymakers, and practitioners from around the world to share knowledge and expertise in their respective fields through publications, programs, workshops, training sessions, and certifications. ICSB is the originator of the United Nations resolution to create an international name day dedicated to micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises on June 27th, MSME's Day. The ICSB's premier world congress is held every June around the world and brings together leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs. For more information on the International Council for Small Business, check out our social media pages. It will be linked in the show notes, the podcast description below. Our email at media at icsb.org. Check out our website at icsb.org. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you and stay safe out there. Thank you.